0: Boys, can we act like grown men here? (laughs) Remember those pro-lifers we talked about last week? Now they're using a KKK law against them. Impeach Biden, they say, because that always works. And the Weimar Republic, are we walking down the same steps of a despotic nation? All of this and more on a self-evident podcast. I was uh, jumping up and down during the intro. My neck popped. I was like, my neck. And Mike's like, you're so old. I was like. We both are. Anyways. Yeah. 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 Look who's talking. Guys, welcome to Self-Evident Podcast. You got Massey. You got Mikey. You got our producers over there who are amazing young men nathan and isaiah they never want to show themselves on camera but that's okay because they got a microphone they don't need to say nothing though praise the lord so guys thank you for tuning in with us today we want to show you something can you put up that slide boys i just received this notification this morning is it up 98 percent of the viewers on youtube are not subscribers subscribe now Here's the cool thing. Our viewership doubled last month. Mm -hmm. We had more engagement last month than we've ever had, which is awesome because we're posting better and things are coming out better. We're getting more subscribers than we've ever had. Well, we want you to subscribe because we want you to be in the family. We want you to be in the fold. I mean, think about it. 2% of the viewers were people who actually subscribed to us, and 98% of the people were not subscribers. And if you are a subscriber, you're
1: a faithful listener, viewer, whatever you want to call it, think about that. We have a reach that we're we're reaching out to people who are not familiar with us, familiar
0: with our message. So what he said, yeah. No, don't don't point it to me. Leave it on him. What he said, this guy. No, don't point it to me. (laughs) What he said,
1: this guy. So you've you've got to encourage your friends to subscribe. What he said, new guy, new lady, new kid, subscribe. (laughs) New
0: kid, what he said.
1: Subscribe,
0: do it. What he said, click the button, quit it.
1: <laughs> Anyways, now he's just doing it. To yeah, annoy now he's doing you. it to annoy me,
0: <laughs> guys. Also, sign up for our monthly newsletter on the, the self truth.com. We also have some new blogs out, which are great. We have an event coming up in April. We had to change the date for some of you that did sign up, guys. We're sorry about that. We had to change some dates. It's going to be in April on the 18th. We're really excited about that. We'll launch some more details as we get it finalized. Uh, but just some you know, minor quirks with our corpse. <laughs> quirks the the quirks and the it is what it is man things happen so we changed the date to april but we're really excited about it because it's it's launching the ministry forward uh which is really exciting guys we got a lot of cool new merch coming out very soon i can't put the i can't put the pictures up yet we just finalized the proofs but i want to make sure the proofs are good before i put them out there because we'd like to do a Mm pre-order um guys if we hit two thousand subs in the next four months we're gonna we're gonna give away some shirts and merch. That's what we're gonna do. Okay. So cool. share this with your friends and get the subscribers up. Tag us in posts. I don't care. Let's. We'll figure out how we're gonna do this. Let's let's do like a
1: you gotta post a hashtag or something like that, and we'll we'll catalog it. We'll do something. Yeah. Of that. I milk. mean, we,
0: we, we grew, but it's like we really want to hit these numbers. Um, we never focused on this before, but I think we can do it. And, yeah. and, and our people are good. So. Yeah. We we're, we're putting
1: in some new stress. It's a new year. So, and um, I think I can rightfully say this now. Um, I am officially officialized <laughs> here, officialized. officially.
0: <laughs> hey! hey. I'm official. Mike can't clap, but you know, hey. It, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mike is <just> hurt. <laughs> officially full.
1: <laughs>
0: Mike's officially full time at Self-Evident. He is now our operations manager and officer. This guy is going to be running a lot of the operations that I just can't do. I'm not really good at, but I have the vision. Uh, Him and Carrie, myself, we're full-timers now. Uh, Got a couple of part-time employees, which are great. But uh, we just want to thank you guys for your support. to step out in faith on this one because we, in order to grow, we got to bring on the right people to do that. And Mike's always been right. So we just, we appreciate that, Mike, that you, uh, him and his family made a sacrifice years ago when they came here to help us. And they've been doing it ever since, and so we want to bless him and, and all that stuff. So we're just grateful. Amen. You're on the team full-time, baby. Here we go.
1: And in a completely unrelated note, please donate now. Please. <laughs> Put up the give thing. I know. We also have a text to give option. This is what I was going to say. Yeah. Do no, it, baby. Read it off. It's all you, bro. All right. So we have a new text to give thingy. Text the
0: word give to. Yeah,
1: text the word give to 772-242 zero two nine nine you can see it up on the screen right now all right go ahead and say that number again for the audio listeners audio pull out your phone get your number pad ready it is
0: seven seven two two four two zero two nine nine
1: there you go can- give help support man we got now that i am full time on all of this because i was really cracking my head against wall splitting duties on stuff um we're gonna have some cool stuff that'll be able to come out real yeah, fast here, um, and uh, curriculums, courses. We're we're gonna we're building a lot. I mean
0: we're we're doing we're doing books right now. Working on a curriculum for the younger uh, crowd. We have a, a seventh to twelfth. But he's gonna be working on something completely different. So I mean, there's there's a lot of merging that's happening right now, which yeah. is really good. Um, <clears throat> and uh, I don't know. There's <laughs> a lot of the video work, the content, the new podcasting, it mm-hmm. it's a lot. It is. So, we're going to need your help. Thank you so much for those of you who support and donate already. Uh thank you for everything you do for us. Uh I know that's your hard-earned money. We 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 love that you guys do that. And so we don't want to ever let you feel like you're not we're not grateful and that you're loved and that you're not prayed for. So,
1: yeah. Yeah, you reach out to us. Let us know if you got questions, you need some guidance, you need you got qu- uh prayer requests any of that stuff we're we're open we're open we're pastors we're disciplers we're teachers we do what we need to do so i think we're probably ready for our uh news bits all right all right <laughs> <laughs> So remember those pro-lifers we talked about? Those people, those, the, you know, the the horrible... Those nasty, terrible, evil, horrible terroristic people, people who
0: were trying to help women not have abortions and kill their babies and feel regret about it? And they were, like, evilly praying and singing hymns and, you know,
1: pastoring to people. Remember them? Pepperidge Farm remembers. So those people who prayerfully prayed in front of an abortion clinic while singing hymns and all that, well, they are now facing up to 11 years. Guess what? They were found guilty. Now, they were found guilty of felony conspiracy and violating the FACE Act. Just remember, people from Antifa and BLM, no. No. Let them go. It's Yeah. Setting buildings on fire and
0: you know talk storming about, federal buildings. Yeah, and, t- talk about talk about uh, hindering someone from actually doing something. Right. Or all those protesters that were in the in the highways, yeah, preventing yes, people from exactly. going to work and things like that. How many of those people are going to go get an abortion that morning? Right. And, good point. Or they're trying to get to a doctor's appointment or emergency. Bro, we have a nothing. fentanyl crisis in America. We've got national debts going crazy. We got a Congress who's inept for the most part. Uh, Senate as well. We want to go to war <clears throat> with Iran. We want to go to war with Iran. We're funding Ukraine and what they're doing and their awesome regime. Yeah. <laughs> but people who are praying at an abortion clinic have conspiracy, felony conspiracy. Cons- felony. Felony conspiracy.
1: Now, Fox News <laughs> reports. The FACE Act, signed by former President Bill Clinton in 1994, makes it a federal crime with potentially steep fines and jail time to use or threaten to use force. To use or threaten to use force. I want to know where the
0: force was. Yeah, to use force or to threaten Threaten to use.
1: We're going to pray for you. Injure, intimidate, or interfere with a person seeking reproductive health services or with a person lawfully trying to exercise the First Amendment right of religious freedom at a place of religious worship. They were found guilty by a Texas jury of violating the law by blocking the entrance to an abortion clinic outside of Nashville. The DOJ added the felony conspiracy charge to it. This same law the DOJ used was also against the KKK back in the 1880s. That's where we're at, is the DOJ is now finding time, money, and resources in order to go after those evil, awful Christian prayers (laughs) to to give them 11 years. Now, we don't know if they'll get the 11, but... I think
0: they'll appeal and stuff, but...
1: Yeah, they will. Listen...
0: A powdery white substance found in the <laughs> White House. Uh, we man. don't know
1: who's it is.
0: Uh, we can't. We, there's a lot of people that come in and out of here every yeah. day. Yeah, because that's in in the White House. You're a right. lot of people.
1: It was actually a, a private room. side entrance room. Yeah. <laughs> no, we can't. But you've got camera. Well, the cameras were it was blurry. Yeah, those
0: same cameras must have been in what's his name's uh, jail cell. <laughs> What's his name? Uh, uh, Epstein. Epstein. Epstein didn't kill himself. Boom. Maybe maybe <laughs> all those jail people should be under the Face Act. Yeah, because
1: they were... Even... <laughs> <Why>? What? <laughs> you know
0: what's right. funny, man? There's the same law. I was telling him, the same laws being used in Texas against uh, a couple. Her name is Joey Lynn Massaro. She's, uh, mm. They had their trucks pull up against the Biden bus and They felt threatened and... Biden did. So then they're using that law against them. Yeah. Haven't convicted them of anything, but...
1: No, they'll just drain them of resources. That's right, until they cave in. That's what's most frustrating is your tax dollars at work used against you. Used against Christians who are singing hymns and praying, which is strangely like the UK right now, where you can get arrested for praying on a sidewalk across from an abortion clinic. Do
0: you, do you see why it's important to be involved in state politics? Because judges matter. Yeah. Can this is ridiculous. Can we can we talk
1: to the Christians who are like Roman thirteen? <laughs> can we talk to you for a second? <laughs> I've probably offended you and you're not gonna listen to what I have to say now, but <laughs> we're <Way laughs> to open that door. Yeah. Yeah. Let me reach across the bridge. I'm Roman thirteen. Uh, I'm making fun of myself right now. So if, if you use that argument, Romans 13, and we, just, we, we don't get involved in the political sphere, we stick to the gospel, do you recognize that you had an opportunity and you're losing it? If you would have gotten involved, you could have protected your rights so that you wouldn't have to go to jail. Truth. Now, maybe there's some martyr complex running through some of these people where, well, no, I want to get martyred go somewhere else to do your martyring go to north korea okay just go there do your martyring do what you got to do to get persecuted that's fine i would rather protect rights of all people and give freedom and blessing to christians to be able to pray across from an abortion clinic because when that freedom is there right more people will be able to go pray and if you actually believe in the significance and power of prayer Wouldn't you want more people praying across from abortion clinics? Uh Uh-huh. But instead, if you don't get involved, it becomes harsher on you, so less people do it, so more babies die. You could well, that's that's kind of a wild swing. No, let's talk about that. If you're actually going to believe in the power of prayer, the significance of spiritual warfare, if you're going to believe in it, then maybe there is a reason spiritually... That the enemy would want to restrict you from being able to do it. And you play right into his hands when you decide not to fight. It's true. I'm off my soapbox.
0: I don't think it's a soapbox. I think it's important. I noticed my microphone was never centered. Yeah. I just centered it. Back to number two. Impeach Biden, but only if we all die. <laughs> I read this this where I'm like, my guy was... My guy was hot.
1: Yeah, I was a little hot on this one.
0: Okay, that's intense, but maybe true. Rep, uh, Representative Thomas Massey seemed to make a threat that if Biden started a war with Iran, he would pursue impeachment. Because that's what it took. In his post, Massey wrote, in 2007, Senator Biden, and I, I agree with this. Yeah. In 2007, Senator Biden, then Senator Biden, put, president, put the president, Bush, on notice. When he he said he would impeach the president for going to war with Iran without congressional approval, and then President Biden, of course, says consider this your. Well, anyway, <laughs> he said, Mas- consider this your notice. And then Massey posted, "Consider this
1: your notice, Biden."
0: Yeah, consider this your notice, Biden. He's and, and, and Mike's right, and you can actually take it over from here because this was your this was your <laughs> my baby this was your rant, <laughs> and, and I and I actually am like wow. I Yeah, I'm just going to read what
1: I wrote, um, so I get it. You don't want Biden to go to war. Uh, we're with, we're you. with you. We are absolutely with you, but let's get real. In America, the commander-in-chief can make targeted strikes, since he's the head of the military, without declaring war. Obama did it by blowing up kids. Trump did it by blowing up real estate and killing Iranian generals. Biden will now do it with targeted missile strikes. So if our strike gets Iran's feathers in a ruffle, we could be looking at true World War III. And the thing is, if Iran goes to war with us, a lot of people are going to die. So, Representative Thomas Massey, we love you. We appreciate you. We've promoted you. Yeah, we we support you. But if you want to threaten impeachment to a man who doesn't even remember he's wearing shoes, (laughs) sure. Go ahead. Impeachment? What? I want a peach. Peach ice cream. Ice cream. I'm a peach, Where's, too. You're a Georgia, Georgia peach. Who's, where am I? But well, by the time you get around to getting those letters of impeachment filed, the entire <laughs> East Coast is going to be on fire. Just letting you know. Congress is freaking impotent. We watch a president put us on the brink of war... While flooding our country with illegals, and the best we can do is try to hard bargain the number of illegals allowed, and tweet about impeachment. This is where you're at, Congress, and and Representative Massey. I get it, but you're also a part of it. We're now debating a hundred and fifty thousand, or uh yeah, what is it, hundred fifty thousand a month? Like, we're debating the number of illegals that will let over the border. It's like, well, we'll allow. You know, 3,000 murders a year. I think that's a good number. And meanwhile, we're looking at Iran, and we have a president who is literally going to fall up the stairs into World War III. And the best you can do is, if you do it, I'll file letters of impeachment.
0: So there. Base. Boom! <laughs> so <laughs> I'm just thinking... America can't balance its own checkbook, but we're gonna make sure only hundred and fifty thousand illegal immigrants come through the border. Oh okay. it's insane. They, they can't even they can't even keep track of the polls when voting happens. And, and Biden goes, I can't do anything until you guys pass laws. It's Congress's fault. <laughs> that's that buck passing boy that's called narcissism to the max dude yeah everything about these folks man is narcissistic as far as they're passing the blame and it's always the other side and it's all this other stuff look dude we're all americans here and you guys aren't working for the people at this point no they're not and Biden and all these cats you know i just put a post up is uh, america's worth the fight it's worth preaching the gospel to it's worth the fight but dude the fight comes with a fight Mm-hmm. i don't think we're going to get out of this one easy if at all i think we've got a lot of work to do i think we've got a lot of souls to save i think we've got a lot of t- liberty to teach <clears throat> that being said we look at congress who let's let's get honest for the most part like you said they're inept they're, they're just inept uh in our state governments even here in florida the the the, the congress and senate they're inept mm-hmm. I, I i'm not for uh DeSantis being a tyrant at all no, but nothing was getting done, and I'm right. like, okay, Lord, I don't like this tyranny stuff. I don't like it. When, and we, you, you'd actually uh, wrote to me some things that yeah. we didn't include in this. I,
1: I, com- I was driving on the way here. I was like, I totally forgot the Desantis stuff. So that was my bad. We'll, we,
0: we may cover it on Monday yeah. for, for for the Monday pod. We don't know, uh, but we'll there's there's, out. there's just stuff that we're seeing. It's like okay, because we don't want to do it the right way. Let's get a tyrant in there or some kind of figure who's going to do it all by himself. That's where America's at. We, mm-hmm. we think, okay, here's Biden going to go do what he does. Mike makes a great point. Can't he remember what sho- if he's wearing shoes. And let's impeach the guy who doesn't even know where he is. That right. proves the state of our politics. Yeah. We'll, thre-
1: <clears throat> we'll threaten you when you don't remember what your name is. That's right. Like, it's, and it's insane to me, and, and this goes to a deeper issue of our president can order strikes— and nobody says anything, but then you'll say, well, we'll impeach you if you start war. By the time anything happens, tens of millions of people are dead. Good job. You got your letters in as Congress burns, right? Instead of going, well, why does the president have such ability to order strikes, missile strikes, order attacks, drone attacks, right? Assassinations on people. Why does our president—I get it commander-in-chief but isn't that and i was thinking about this while i was writing this isn't that a conflict of interest that congress is the one who declares war but the president is the one who commands the military what happens when you're right on the brink of war but war hasn't been declared but your military has to make actions and that kind of thing exactly what we're staring at right now right so the president doesn't need to <laughs> declare war he can start a war by attacking another nation and then congress has to go well, I guess we're in a war now. I guess we're in a war. We better declare war so our military can actually. But go I do, do think what it wants this is to do. why
0: this is why we're in co- we're in a constant state of war because yeah. it gives that commander in chief that that power. So in other words, uh, in the Constitution, I got to find it again. But it's like within two years of a, uh, a war happening, he's got like full authority. He can just yeah. he can just do what he does. But we're in a constant state of war constant
1: war terrorism war on drugs war on poverty war on the middle east war on china war on ukraine like it never ends yeah i so thomas massey if you want to do something really effective right now now you can say this won't go anywhere but at least you put your stamp on it instead of going impeachment route restrict the authority and the ability of the president to single-handedly order missile strikes and attacks on other nations by proxy
0: Let's go that route. Just because we feel something. You know what I mean? Right. So so we pass laws that way. We pass laws willy nilly because we feel it. Like we're just going to go against the Constitution, which the president would do it anyways, even if we pass. You know why? Because we'd pass a bill saying, yep, we're limiting the authority of the president, but the Democrats would get in there and say, yeah, but we need this stuff in there before we pass it. Yep. So something. Emergency powers. Yes. Some kind of thing would happen where it's like, because these people, dude, listen to me. America. I love you, Congress. Uh, I, I I'm trying to to, to reason here, <laughs> but these people don't care about you. They care about power and authority. They're authoritarian. Yes. They want to force people. Yes. On both sides, it's force. It's literal force. This whole thing is force. We want to force our will on other nations. We want to force our will on the American people. We're going to force everything because guess what? Since I can't convince them, I got to force them.
1: Moral busybodies. That's
0: exactly it. And so it's like this this whole idea of the authority of the federal government, according to the Constitution, was to limit the federal government. A lot of us know that. But it's like, we still sit here and go, look what Thomas Massey's doing. No, this is too late. It's way too late. When he goes and starts striking, people right. are going to die. They're going to die. Yeah. It's, it, and that's,
1: that's what you guys have to realize. Speaking to Congress, I think most of us American citizens get it. If you get into this with Iran— Many many people are going to die, and that's why I said I know it sounds graphic, but the East Coast will be burning before you ever get those letters of impe- impeachment to the congressional floor. So good for you, you you made your statement when you could have fought it before it happened. Okay, um, I think we're gonna go into the main topic. Let's, Let's do it, it if you're good. This is stupid. Yeah, for God's yeah, sake. Yeah, maybe what we'll do is we'll cut it as as its own, and we'll just post it as like a five minute. Yeah, or.
0: One minute. Yeah, yeah. I mean, gosh, gangs have guns, but let's cut off the private. Side. Oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's like backwards. And I wanted to say the other one, but. <laughs> uh.
1: And we we talked about emergency powers act, and we are going to get into the emergency powers that ended up ending the Weimar Republic, and emergency Weimar. powers acts are dangerous. Emergency power is dangerous. Why? Because your power probably isn't on if the emergency power is on. So if you need your power back on, check out Energy Ops LLC. Energyops.us. Check them out today. Residential. They they do upgrades. They do renovations. They do commercial. And they have a special offer for returning customers, 5% of your services if you come on back. And if you're military, you get savings too. So call them 843-263-1724. <laughs> 843-263-1724 Charleston, South Carolina area. I'm looking at you Energy Ops LLC. Hey,
0: so did you guys have that graphic up of Energy Ops LLC?
1: Cool. Yes. Game on. They're awesome. You like that? You like that?
0: That was That was <laughs> You're landing the plane homie. Hey man. Hey I man. mean, I usually I'm like let you're on your own. You're 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 rolling We're, right now. We got this one today. We got it. All right, you want to roll it out? So <clears throat> yeah, we talked about some different things, and in, in, um, this whole year is the year of uh, learn from history, and I think that's going to be our tagline from now on, is what can we learn from history? So, hashtag learn from history. Hashtag learn from history. So if you guys want to share this video, hashtag learn from history. And um, <clears throat> I'm going through and studying a whole bunch of stuff. Um, <laughs> one of these, uh, w- uh, we, we have an intern at the church, and he's like, dude, you got four books open right now, including, uh, and, and the fifth one was the Bible. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, man, I'm studying the law. I'm studying uh, Christianity and the Constitution or the Constitution itself. I have another book. I think I had The Prince open, the Machiavelli book. Uh, I had, I don't know, I had like two or three books open, and and I'm studying the history. And I had a YouTube course I'm watching on the the history of of the church, like the early church and uh, what happened and, and, and different governments and how they faced their persecutions. And um, I was talking to Mike, and I said, man, I've heard of this before, the Weimar Republic. Why don't we talk about it? Like, the Weimar Republic was similar to what we have here. What I want to get across is a lot of us are saying, no, we're a republic, not a democracy. We're actually not even a republic. We're a constitutional one. Constitutional republic being held together by its laws, according to John Adams. The, the issue I have is you will not sustain a republic. You can't sustain a republic without morality so it doesn't matter if they say democracy or republic if we're not holding the morality of what we needed to keep law in the first place and we allow the government to create law out of thin air and do all these other things and let judges rule at roost we don't really have a republic at this point we have an oligarchy oligarchy meaning the few rule especially judges because that's what they're doing is they're creating law out of thin air what happened in the weimar republic that made it so um what would be the word despotic right and are we falling into these same steps so i'm just going to read a couple of things here that that we we talked about and him and i talk about constantly mike and i we talk about what what can we gather from history and how can we learn from it not to do those things or prevent it or maybe stand against it because guys you're going to see a lot of similarities here uh from that era uh imagine you just got out of the most horrific life-changing event known in how many hundreds of years that's World War I, where you saw brand new military tech like airplanes, machine guns, gas, et cetera, murdering people by the millions. A bunch of soldiers come back from the front line disenfranchised and shell shocked. The women are finally able to breathe a sigh of relief. And you all have watched the instability of the world, the vapor of life and the depressive state of reality. We watched this in America, too, but the Weimar Republic is especially interesting because we saw what hyperinflation and economic crisis can bring about in a nation. How would you react as a society as things stabilize and life actually becomes decent again? Listen closely. As a nation, we washed off the old government of the Kaisers. Uh, They washed off, I'm sorry, and uh, shifted with advancements and a different unstable mess formed in Berlin. Laborers were moving into Berlin and shifting from manual labor to becoming office workers and managers and bureaucrats. That's a big thing that's happening now. We got out of the trades and all these yep. other things. We started shifting into more of the STEMs that they call them STEM jobs, right? right. The, uh, and, and you're seeing that more and more. We're not teaching skills anymore, we're teaching kind of eased jobs.
1: Modernization.
0: A, modernization, right? right? Because we gotta be progressive, right? And because of the inflation that was happening, the young decided that marriage and saving weren't worth it. And so they decided they decided to spend and enjoy for <laughs> as the Bible says. Eat, drink, and be merry, Paul said. For tomorrow we die, right? It's it's that that thing that we do. Since it's not worth it to save anyways because inflation, because of all these things, gosh, what's the point of getting married? Just have yeah. sex.
1: Yeah. We're gonna die anyway. And and you it's it was kind of this convergence of a lot of different issues, which was it's complex and so people could go, Well, that's not like America at all. But we're going to draw some interesting commonalities. Yeah. so so you get a young generation that's disaffected, they've seen crisis, they've seen issue. It's kind of this like nihilism that comes up. So it's almost desensitizing to them now. Yes, at this yes. point, they've been living in instability, right? And you saw the progressive movement making waves across the world, right alongside Marxism, communism. Isn't it funny? Right. How they seem to be bedfellows? And in Germany, you know, we see it in we saw it in America, especially during the you know, you saw suffrage, you saw the 17th Amendment, you saw uh, prohibition, and then the repeal of prohibition. You saw all these movements of progressivism and and this idea of uh, soak the rich, right? You saw it in Germany too, and in Germany, after World War One, Germany got punished. The the rest of the world was like, we're going to punish you for World War I, and you're going to take responsibility, and you're going to have to pay back all the debts. You're going to have to limit your military. And Germany kind of came the punching bag of the world, right? So they see all this economic hardship, hyperinflation. They get it stabilized. And so what do the people do? The people are in this point of like, they're they see progressivism they see kind of hedonism this this approach to life of just enjoy pleasure and and experiment and all that like and you're young disaffected people
0: what are you gonna do you're gonna go with it right and i think too like so the important thing to note is this didn't start overnight everything was a progressive downturn but the weimar republic and the downfall of it set up hitler and the third reich exactly so so you're going to see a lot of similarities so you got to watch out for these things this is why when uh, and and i'm not speaking against the prophets i know very good ones this is why i'm thinking we're learning from history not so much that the lord is returning i'm not there yet with yeah. them i believe it's the end days i believe it's the last days i don't think it's over yet though so because we're going to talk about it in a, uh, a little bit here so especially during the 1920s germany was known for having quite the progressive social culture Think of those terms: progressive social culture. What did that mean? Well, we just started to allow things like crappy art. <laughs> <laughs> Have you guys seen? I was just in Sarasota with my wife for a birthday weekend, and we were walking up and down, and they had this artist, this new artist. I'm not saying this was his photo, but all of a sudden, I look in the art, and it's this disjointed naked woman, and it's just like all weird and put together, ugly, right? It's and just, it's, it's like, what are you saying? Like I get that you think this is cool, right? But imagine music that's like what do they say? You could play up like two five hundred songs right now in four chords. Yep. Imagine playing notes that didn't match. Right. Right. And
1: it's you've lost beauty and standard. You do, and, man. And,
0: and there's actually this
1: this kicking against beauty and standard that tends to happen in progressive movements where it's like. Beauty and standards are the old things, the old customs, the old traditions. Right. right?
0: Then things start to become like experiments. So we're going to experiment with art. We're going to experiment with music, movies, cinema. So we've become now more progressive. I was uh, comics today. When you're scrolling through an Instagram or a YouTube, a lot of these, I'm sorry to say it. And you can call me sexist if you want to, because I know a lot of males do it. But I'm I'm more used to it because males are stupid. Like we we just say things that are dumb. But women are coming out with the 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 most disgusting perverse comedy. It's awful. It is disgusting to hear a woman talk like that. I'm
1: sorry. It's just weird. Amy uh, Amy Schumer. Yeah, her, her her that was like the epitome of like this is all female comedians are.
0: And dude, even when you watch her, you're like you're just you're trying to be funny. Yeah. And, and then the Nikki Glazers and all these other guys. It's like I don't want to hear about your, right. And that's it. And it,
1: it kind of becomes a meme in the com- comedy world that <clears throat> female comics. That's all they talk about is is their periods and their dirty things. stuff. Yeah, they're and things it's like you're you're proving how two dimensional you are by the fact that that's the only way you can get laughs. Right. Yeah. And I don't have any respect for male comics that that's all they talk about. Right. right. Now a joke every once in a while, okay, yeah, that's par for the course. But very rare. They're hanging. their yeah, very rare. Do you find a female comic who actually will go deeper <laughs> in terms of comedy? Right. Anyways,
0: continue. Sorry. No, I just think I you know we're we <laughs> I I look at symmetry. I look at buildings. I look at old buildings of the past. Yeah, and, uh, Monticello. I mean, these, these are works of art, these things. I'm not saying the modern structure of art is different, but why do you think people are going back to the farmhouse look? Yeah. Because it's that traditional old school looking. I mean, just the colors make sense. Uh, one of our office employees showed me their back room. She put together this vision board. It was like, oh, my gosh, that's gorgeous, like how she did it. And the way modernism has tried to create its niche, it didn't take. It still doesn't yeah. take. We're still trying to promote these things that people aren't taking. The the mass of the people aren't looking at it and going, "I want to buy that." Right. Right. I mean, look at what we talked about last week about the Sports Illustrated covers, and they're not taking the bait. It's it's pushing boundaries for boundaries' sake. And <laughs> it you, is. And you saw that in the Weimar Republic of
1: it. So the the Kaiser, the Kaisers, and that government system, all of that was obviously much more structured social order and <clears throat> very rules-based, tradition-based, custom-based, right. morality-based. As soon as they threw off those shackles, you got a bunch of people who were just coming into their their like young adulthood who wanted to explore, and they felt like they got released. So while you write a constitution that supposedly is built, building a republic... So you're, you're trying to follow the Constitution. At the same time, everybody was more interested in, well, we're still alive, we might as well enjoy life, and, and things were starting to roll forward. Yeah. And so you saw this exploration in art, in film, in culture, and we, we titled this whole thing Hedonism in Weimar right right because everybody talks about the economic side of it, but we don't talk a whole lot about the hedonistic culture that was going on at that time. Now, people will argue, oh, well, you know, it wasn't all of it. Like any culture, you're going to have a debate. But they laxed—they they they decided to become lax with laws, especially in terms of uh, morality laws. And you saw a proliferation of this type of stuff rapidly. And I want to read a quote uh, in an article written by The Guardian— Cultural historian Gavin Plumeley makes note of the connection between today's culture and broader political picture and that of the Weimar Republic. I tried not to be too slavish in teasing out those connections because history doesn't repeat. But what I think resonates is that rather vicious and lurid combination of extraordinary hedonism and a train driving into the buffers there's definitely the idea that we're becoming almost blind to the appalling situation unfolding around yeah, us. Yeah,
0: and that's propheticism. It's prophetic. It's very prophetic, and it's weird. They'll blurt the truth out every once in a while, bro, with this kind of stuff, right? Because you're seeing it. And and even that next line, when we talk about what hedonism is, um, I, you're going to deep dive into it. No, go for it. It's, it's this idea that hedonism... Back in that day, was considered like the, 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 the age, like the, 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 the golden age, if you will. Hedonism was really that, that uh, thing where people thought it was like this was where we're, we're gaining ground, we're becoming progressive. Liberation. Liberation. And, and everybody can do what they want because that's what real freedom is. Not exactly what happened in the French Republic, and look what happened to the French Republic. Exactly. Right? But back in that day, it, people were uh, economically and politically active debating the issues. What was it that's the biggest two things that they talk about with President Trump or Biden? The economy's down or the economy's up. Not any other issue. Not that the Constitution's been violated for the past 110 years right. or more, right, by these presidents, Congress, Senate, judges, all these other things. It's about the economy. So look, look where we're going here. As well as creating art, film, and literature to express those thoughts. Um, <clears throat> we're seeing now— uh, what, there was a recent poll that came, or a, a thing that came out about Taylor Swift that uh, a fifth of the vote, like a lot of her followers, like, I can't remember how many percentage it was, would vote with her just because that's what she believes. So we're using music and musicians now to tout right. our candidates, right? And
1: and I'm I'm sure an endorsement from her for Biden, which this is kind of kicking up in the the internet sphere of like what's going to happen in terms of that. But I'm sure. If Taylor Swift came out and said, I'm voting for Biden and you should, too, there would be a, a large number a of people mass. who are like, oh, OK, you know, influence matters. That's why it's billions and billions of dollars worth of an industry. Now, at the same time in the 1920s, um, do you have something to say or? Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> he, he was sitting towards the mic like he wanted to say something I was like you can say something. Yeah, you, know? you just raise your hand. And I don't mean to treat you like a classroom, but you're more than welcome in, man. Uh, At the same time, during that golden age, there were these new technologies coming in and being developed and being used, such as film, like the talking films. Sound was now being added into films, and they were embracing these technologies and stuff into the arts. Include pictures, development of talking films, all of that. And what do people tend to do when moral mores are thrown off Old orders are wiped away, money is flowing, and they have plenty of time. They explore desires and pleasure. So sexuality, gender roles, and transgenderism were all actually a part of the cultural conversation. I don't think people realize this is not the first time that transgenderism has come into the public debate. I think we think in America, oh, this is the first time this has ever happened. Nobody's ever had this conversation. No, it actually happens towards the end of a decadent culture. Decadent civilization, and Camille Paglia has pointed this out. That if you look at ancient Greece, ancient Rome, you look at the art. The art will go decadent, and it'll all of a sudden start confusing gender roles, and that's a sign of a dying civilization.
0: Yeah, this was probably about twenty years ago when you used to watch these guys walk down the wrong way or Maybe even longer that you'd see dudes in dresses, yes, and chicks and, and suits. makeup yep. Mm-hmm. yep, yep. You're
1: absolutely right. All like, of a sudden, you just the start fashion. to see them.
0: Yeah, you see the trends.
1: That's a that's a really good point. And so there was sexual liberation and experimentation being the theme and a very laissez-faire approach to the pleasures. They considered sexuality something to be experimented with, especially the young found themselves diving into it as those normal course of matter. Kind of like you know how we have these these debates of body count it was going on then. That's right. It was And this is it, just in the 20s. This yeah. isn't this isn't this, this 100 years ago. 100 years ago right? And and we tend to think 100 years ago, they were all prissy and, and tight. and nah, dude. No, like the youth, something was kind of this attitude of something was wrong with you if you're still a virgin by 16, you know, that type of attitude. Now, I'm not saying that was all of them, every single person, but... They wanted it normalized. They wanted it normalized. Mm-hmm. And so... It was it's been reported that at least five establishments in Berlin were exclusively for transgendered customers. I don't think we make this connection. And that's that's part of why one of those graphics had a very transgender looking painting from that time actually in had a laissez-faire laissez-faire Yeah, fa- it, it, Exactly. It, it, it had that feel. Yeah, that, that, uh, that, that old vibe
0: weird clown yeah. looking thing. You know yeah. what I mean? And it um
1: The boundary between, or sorry, other businesses were geared towards homosexual customers, and there were even nudist venues. Which, And there was this whole holistic fitness approach and this whole, you know, like, uh, kind of like the meditation yoga stuff of today, very similar going on back then. And the boundary between art and lust continued to get erased, with some actresses becoming well-known for their ability to give erotic performances and otherwise serious works. Prostitution was a big market of business. Get this. Soldiers were getting diseases from prostitutes, so the German army granted approval to brothels and inspected them with their own doctors, and soldiers were even given coupon books for the brothels. That's where the morality
0: was in Weimar Republic. Wait, wait, wait. Just, just think about that. What is the difference between that and allowing transgender sex changes in the military? And allowing women at front lines and allowing women in the
1: barracks and intermingling the genders cabarets were making a massive splash in Germany at that time and had a very hedonistic energy to them. So cabarets originally were supposed to be like a, a variety show. And of course, As hedonism gets more enveloped, progressivism gets more enveloped, you throw off the shackles of mores. Where do you think your cabaret is going to go? Start the alcohol flowing, start women who are getting a little more risky to get attention, social media. Where do you think it goes? Because sex sells. And not just this, but the occult saw a resurgence in especially Berlin with astrology, New Age religions, and mystical arts becoming more and more popular. Are you guys
0: seeing this? Are you getting this connection? Where Christians are using crystals now? Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! This is insane, guys. Remember, hundred years ago, you know why I wanted to bring this up? Did it survive? (laughs) All of you atheists, all and I pray this is a short. All of you atheists that are listening to this, because we need to make this its own video. Did it survive? You progressives, did it survive? Because this isn't even the first time it happened. No. Happened in Roman cultures, happened in the Bible, Sodom and Gomorrah, anyone. They were seeking everything else but God. This same crap happened then, too.
1: Because once you throw off morals, you throw off, throw off boundaries, and then you run yourself off a
0: cliff. Because these, like the transgenders say, well, in civilizations past, transgenderism was experiment. It was there, and it was like... Did it survive? Yeah. Tell me where it was in that civilization and what the result was. That's exactly (laughs) it. So they almost do it to justify the fact that it's always been around. See, we should be accepted. It has never survived. Why? Because it literally destroys itself. Yes. Because, gosh, what was that the other day? Oh, my gosh. It's in my head. It's in my head. It's in my head. Oh, my gosh. I'll remember it when I come back to it, but it was like, they, they Oh, <laughs> Bill Maher was was on Jordan Peterson. He was with Jordan Peterson. And he said the progressives uh, were boasting that they elected an all-Muslim school board. So when Pride Month came on, the Muslims didn't celebrate yep. it and promote the flag. Yep. And he's like, do you see what you're doing? Look what you're doing. You're, you're trying to do all this mesh stuff. Eventually, one of you is going to say, nope, we're not doing that. You try to do this stuff with minority groups, and they're not minority groups. I hate this. The the Muslims, since they're uh, they're few in number, they're minorities. No, they're just a belief system that doesn't belong in America because Sharia law does not belong in America. You transgenders, I love you. I just told my boys, you deserve respect as far as honor and things like that. However, I will not allow my sons to lie to you. I will not allow myself, our church, or any ministry that we're associated with lie to you and say this is okay and normal because it's not. It will destroy you. Sin and any addiction will destroy you. It'll destroy you. It'll destroy the relationships around you. How many men and women now regret the decision of sex changes when they were teens? Right. I saw a video of you Vivek. You see what I'm saying?
1: Did you see the video of Vivek? Some LGBT at a person. Oh, yeah, yeah, saw at the other a, night. At some rally or something, asked Vivek about it, and Vivek said. He, she,
0: she walked out, and yeah, he was like, because he said mental illness. Like, He's like, wait, wait, wait. It, yeah, open the discussion.
1: Right. And he says, you're saying it's helping people. I know people.
0: He said who are, two specific two ladies, two
1: specific ladies who had their breasts cut off. And
0: he's like, they've destroyed themselves mm-hmm. and they regret it. Yep. He said that one lady had her uterus removed to be a ma- male. They both had their breasts removed and the one lady can't breastfeed her kids now because that happened. He goes, "Which one seems like is cruel to you? What I said or what happened to them?" And they don't see that crap. They don't see the end. They just see the now. Mm-hmm. And that's the problem with modern law. That's the problem with hedonism. That's the problem with the Weimar Republic. We we focus on the now. We need to make issues for now because we're not feeling. thinking about our children. We're not thinking about the economy. We're not thinking about anything in the future. It's about now. And that is what's so destructive about America the way it is. That's why it's worth the fight.
1: Feeling. It's feeling. Feeling. The, the, and we've talked about this before. That argument of feeling is such a mm. problem because it stands in direct contradiction To a constitutional republic, because a constitutional republic is, doesn't matter how you feel, here's what the law is. We can't compromise the law because then we're giving in and we're ceding ground to ideas that run us off a cliff. Right. But the feeling, if you notice the hedonistic culture of the Weimar Republic, especially in Berlin— Berlin was this epicenter—was feeling. How do you feel? What do you want? Pleasure? Desire? They went full bore into it. Now, you may say, that's not what collapsed the Weimar Republic. It was not the only factor, but golly, it showed a broader
0: societal thrust off the cliff. (laughs) So stupid. That's not what collapsed the Weimar Republic. The Weimar Republic collapsed. (laughs) What was a big benefiting factor of that? Immorality. Because there's no integrity. You cannot protect something that has no integrity. This this pastor uh, in Ohio said, "If you're not spiritually fed, you'll be emotionally led." I completely Ooh, that's agree. Good. If you're not being spiritually fed in your heart and have the integrity, you'll be emotionally led. That's what's been happening in America for the past seventy maybe years. Yeah. I think since the yeah. in- institution of the public schools and uh, not the institution of public schools, but the, the 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 integration of how we're teaching in public schools to teach by feeling not by fact. I how am- do you feel instead of what's really going on in the story? Really energizing the feeling.
1: I have a whole theory about the post World War II America, and how World War II again very write uh, a treatise. I really should a, a very traumatic event for the world. Millions died. Huh? Sounds familiar, right? Unstable, fear, all of that. All the men come back. They start families. They want to protect their families from all of that, try to build their little niche, right? Try to hold on to the moral value that was really keeping the nation together throughout World War II. The young generation grew up, and they watched all of that, right? And they watched how World War II damaged everything and how everything's unstable, and they kicked against the morals. And you saw the late 50s, early 60s, the the hedonistic movements start to take root the progressive movement started to take root and then it just grew right into the 70s and, and you saw this downward trend right. of morals and acceptance of hedonism so in in germany in weimar republic drugs were a big thing Well, what happened in the 80s we saw a massive drug boom which was really fueled by the 60s and 70s right 60s and 70s had their own drug issues but you saw it in Weimar, Germany. And at the same time, you had this whole intellectual movement. Marxists and communists were—same were the thing, right? Were making their inroads, their roots. You just saw the Bolshevik Res- Revolution in Russia. And so the 20s, communists were making inroads everywhere. They were making inroads in the UK. They were making inroads in America. They were making inroads in Germany, Spain, France— all over the place, communists were made, and guess what pairs with it so well? Hedonism, pleasure, right? Throwing off the old morals, <laughs> the old traditions.
0: Oh my gosh. Do what you feel, bro. I'm right? just, I'm, I, you know, because I go through these notes, but just how you weave this together, is so freaking good. Thank you. There was other cultural pieces at play because I think I think this is going to tie into it. You ever hear the left say we're not like other countries? How come we're not like Germany? How come we're not like Switzerland? How come we're not like these guys? We should be like them. Scandinavian countries. Yeah, that's a, what's his name? Bernie Sanders? Yeah. We're not like, Scan. we need to be like Scandinavian countries. We need to be like, blah. why are they saying that? Why are they promoting that? America's terrible for having a non-welfare system, and we need to be like other countries. We need to make sure everybody's provided for. Watch this. Because this is what was happening, too, at the time of the Weimar Republic, with all the sex and all the bullcrap. At this time, the, the, the intellectual prominence came to being in Berlin. Einstein was rising in the public eye. Neil deGrasse, Tyson, anyone?
1: Ooh, good point. I'm
0: telling you, dude, reject God. They just keep rejecting God. I'm not saying Einstein did that. I'm saying right. that's what's happening. Jung was practicing, you. and uh, Jung was making uh, practicing and making psychological waves. What's going on right now in the media about the brain and the mind and the yeah. inroads? and you know, really, it's it's just you being you. And it's the brain, and you just have to explore it because that's what's healthy for you and all these other things. And you know what the whole discourse today has been about? We've even tailored the gospel in a lot of churches. It's about you, Mm -hmm. and it has nothing to do with you, everything to do with Christ who died for you. That's it. But we've now made it psychological. we got to figure out a different way to preach the gospel. we got to figure out a different way to get this out there and market it. We need to make psychological waves, and we need to start tearing into the kids. So we start making movies that challenge God. Right? They, what? Listen. If God wasn't real, why the challenge against him? They are challenging the God of heaven. I've, I've never. Understood it's so crazy. That. Like, why? Why should an atheist
1: ever go to a debate with a Christian? That's exactly it. If If there's no God, why debate it? It's you, we're all going to die anyways. There's of absolutely no consequence. Hundred percent. So, like other countries, anyways, like, like a other longer countries, dis, longer discussion. But yeah, Hirschfeld
0: established the Institute for Sexology. He was very vocal about homosexual, bisexual, and transsexual legal rights. He often petitioned the parliament for legal changes. Social and political theory were massive. This was from other cultures. Everybody had theory. Right. Marxism was squarely planting itself in the society. Communism was poised to take over the nation, much like it did in Russia not too long before. Because socialism is the road to communism. The more we make people realize that the government's in power, if we can say, hey, the government needs to take care of us, it eventually leads to communism itself. right? The National Socialists picked their fight with the communists towards the end of the 1920s. The communist Marxist socialistic thought leaders also founded the Frankfurt School in the 1920s. This is crazy. So in other words, out of all the chaos, we start bringing our order. We're going to teach them our order. So we'll make them all crazy. Right? And then all of a sudden, oh, there's all this sun. oh, what the heck? And then they start creating their own doctrines. So let's...
1: Public school. I, I'm going to... I know we're getting long in the tooth on this, so I'm going to blast you this. Do it. Because that's, do it. that's a great point. So towards the end of the 1920s... Now, isn't it interesting that the 1920s is kind of setting up all this stuff? They kind of got the economy started... Uh, rolling in the right direction they came out with the dawes plan which basically what that was was okay our money is hyperinflating at the beginning of it right because germany had to pay off all these debts to europe and they're they're they lost certain sections of land which held a lot of their industry so they're they lost a lot of coal and iron ore industry they're trying to make it their dollar or their their currency is hyperinflating so they come out with the dawes plan which got rid of the old currency, started a new one, and made it American-backed. It was backed on the American dollar. Things started stabilizing. They start going, okay, I think we're okay. We're, we're going to move forward. Yay, everybody party, hedonism, all of that. Then the stock market crashed. And America crashed. So if you tied your currency to the American dollar and the American dollar crashes, guess what happens to you? So a new level of hyperinflation happened, a new economic train running off the tracks. And so the Nationalist Socialists started talking. And, and I've got on number 10, machines go brrr, They start printing more money, Right. And this continued the hyperinflation and devaluing. Theft was rampant. Long lines for food were abundant. Underground bartering economy rose up. Germany set up plan with the American back. Things stabilized and the market crashed. And it all started to go back to pot. The people were just starting to feel normal. Everything had stabilized. And then another crash. Now, when this hit, the people were worn out. Think about it. They went through World War I. They went through economic collapse. They finally got stabilized. And then a couple of years later, stock market crash. Everything goes to pot again what are you where are you where's your energy left especially if you, if you as a people have been chasing after hedonism you have nothing to attach to you've got no conviction anymore you have no morals you have no no energy or courage to see it through and persevere and so they were untrusting and they had no strength left and they feared a communist takeover because the communists were marching through the streets the communists were gathering power And so the National Socialists were elected into Parliament. They became the largest party in 1932. A brief struggle happened, and then Hitler was named Chancellor. Some say that was planned, by the way, that brief struggle. I think it was. (coughs) To put him in power. And the National Socialists picked their fight with the Communists, and the Communists picked their fight with the National Socialists. And so all of a sudden you had this battle, and the people, they're worn out, they're looking at the communists. They're like, we see what's going on in Russia. We see what's going on around. We don't want the whole communism thing. Just leave us be. And then you have a charismatic party come telling you, you've been kicked. We have a common enemy. The world hates you, but we're going to bring it back to its power. We're going to bring you back. We're going to make you great again. We're going to bring you forward. I'm not making the same connections the left does, right? Right. But be wary of those common issues where when crisis comes into play, somebody comes and says, I'll do it for you. That's right. I'll fix it for you.
0: Yep. Kamala did it.
1: We're, 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 we're here to help. We're here. The government is here for you. Michelle Obama talked about it not too long ago. What's government here to do? Take care of you. Government's right. here to do everything. And you watched a republic which tore itself apart. Because the Constitution only lasted 14 years. That's how quickly a Constitution, if the people don't defend it, that's how quickly it can fall apart. And I want to point out, so Hitler did something that most people I don't think realized. When the National Socialist became the largest party, and he was Chancellor, he used Article 48 of the Weimar Constitution This he used to consolidate power and crush his opposition. Guess what it was? It was an Emergency Powers Act. That's exactly it. And I'm going to read it in a second. Right after that, he passed the Enabling Acts, which allowed him to pass laws without the approval of Parliament or the president. He even prevented the communists from voting in order to pass it. The Enabling Acts officially ended the Weimar Republic in March of 1933. So the Weimar Republic started in 1919, Ended in 1933. Mm-hmm. 14 years of a constitution. <sighs> I want to read Article 48. When we talk about emergency powers, people are like, "Okay, man, you guys are kind
0: of conspiracy theories. Yeah,
1: conspiracy theorists? We need
0: this, yeah, to save us. You guys are conspiracy. We've been talking about emergency powers and how dangerous they are for freaking years. <clears throat> years. <laughs> Whitmer, anybody? Whitmer. Gosh, I'm afraid of it in Florida. I know, and. Let me read this.
1: If a state fails to carry out the duties imposed upon it by the national constitution or national laws, the president of the Reich may compel performance with the aid of armed force. Texas. Uh If public safety and order be seriously disturbed or threatened within, within the German Reich, the president of the Reich may take the necessary measures to restore public safety and order if necessary, with the aid of armed force. For this purpose, he may temporarily suspend in whole or in part the fundamental rights enumerated in Articles 114, 115, 117, 118, 123, 124, and 153. Do you see that? They may suspend your rights. The President of the Reich must immediately communicate to the Reichstag all measures taken by virtue of paragraph 1 or paragraph 2 of this article. On demand of the Reichstag, these mes- measures must be ab- abrogated. If there be danger and delay, the state ministry may, for its own territory, Gosh. take such temporary measures as are indicated in paragraph 2. On demand by the president of the Reich or the Reichstag, such measures shall be abrogated. I wonder who Detailed wrote this. Detailed regulation shall be prescribed by a national law.
0: Yeah. Emergency powers of Florida. Here we go real real fast. Go for it. The the governor is responsible for meeting the dangers uh, presented to the state, Florida, and its people by emergencies. In the event of an emergency beyond local control, who determines that? There's no real provision for that. The governor or in the governor's absence, his or her or his successor, as provided by law, may assume direct operational control over all or any part of the emergency management functions within the state. And she or he shall have the power through proper process of law. (laughs) Proper process of law. Because we're seeing that play out well for this. Anyways, to carry out the provisions of this section, the governor is authorized to delegate such powers as he or she may deem prudent. Pursuant to the authority vested in him or her under the paragraph A, the governor may issue executive orders, proclamations, and rules, and may amend or rescind them. Such executive orders, proclamations, and rules shall have the force of the effect of law. In other words, can write law. Who? Who <laughs> declares an emergency? Where it's like, yes, boss, you can do anything you want. Dude. I got a hangnail. It's emergency, an emergency of hangnails the sea freaking turtles we need to protect yeah, you know the, what I mean the, the this is craziness it's craziness you guys think that they won't use that they did it through COVID-19 it's a state of emergency everything gets shut down dude that is scary I remember it was like oh crap mm-hmm. what's gonna happen next right you know what I mean because I've just seen history I, when you study history you're like okay and and you could go yeah
1: you're a conspiracy theorist okay in Call me that. Australia they were putting people in camps over COVID-19. That's true. They were doing it. That's true, dude. It it happened. It was fact. <laughs> and this whole
0: attitude of, well, that will never happen here, yeah. is
1: exactly why it will. That's exactly
0: why it will happen here. Y'all honestly think it won't happen here? We just read you what happens in a republic when it goes despotic. How do we fix it? How do we turn away from it? Right. This is what I love about America, and I love about liberty and freedom. The more we teach liberty, listen closely, not Republican, Democrat, not Trump or Biden. Liberty. Liberty. The more we teach that, it catches fire. Liberals can relate to it. So can conservatives. I just want to be free, man, right? Once you teach them what liberty truly is, then you can start teaching them about morality. How do we keep liberty for everybody? morality where does that come from what does that look like this is why and people don't get it but preaching the gospel is so important because we could say we need god in america but we never get an answer after that it's like uh, someone else just posted it we need god in america again thank you like we didn't know that of course we do how do we do that when's the last time all the listeners listening right now even those of you who aren't subscribed and even you liberals or atheists or you who hate what we do because we're getting a lot of your comments too Instead of pointing the finger at each other, what have we done to actually reach out and help each other and say, you know what? Liberty truly is your right to believe what you believe, even if it offends me. It is truly your right to believe what you believe. However, when you become perverse and immoral in a, in a way that hinders my right, then you're no longer being free. Now you're just being a jerk and you're being a tyrant. And I'm realizing you liberal and many of the conservatives are all authoritarian. They want to force this. You can't do that. Liberty truly means liberty and liberty really means less government affairs getting government out of it the more we can do for ourselves the more we don't need a government the less power they have they can't control us i'm telling you that's what formed america was the fact that they were learning about liberty they were teaching about liberty teaching about rights fundamental rights rights and where they come from that's why they wrote the declaration that we hold these truths to be self evident all men are created equal they are endowed by their creator with certain and inalienable rights among these there were many of them Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, or property. Why did they list those three? Because those three fundamental things cannot be taken except by force, and the government is doing all three: life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, all by force of being taken away by your government, and by you, authoritarian leftists and you righties. You guys are yeah, doing it. Yeah, both. That's the Desantis thing you were talking about. Yeah, both sides, and it's
1: it's really frustrating because we watch it on both sides, and and I. We're talking about a DeSantis thing. We're we're going to try and get this in here for you guys, and I won't talk about it here, but there are things DeSantis has said where it's like, oh, geez, that's authoritarian. That's tyrannical. And people clap for it because it's for their side. When your side is trying to oppress the other side, what you're saying is, I am in charge, and I want my way. What we're saying is, I may not agree with you, but I want to protect both my liberty and your liberty. I don't want your liberty to infringe on mine. Where there's infringement, we've got to draw that wall. But if you're all feelings-based and you're all driven by your emotions and your desires, Jeez, you're dude. not going to have an accurate view of what that wall is supposed to be. Yeah. Because then all of a sudden you're arguing, well, you offend me, and that I, it's my right
0: to not be offended. Dude, so law, liberty, love, are all principle, not emotional. Yes, all three of them are principled in nature. They're not held by emotions. They're not held by feelings. They're not held about uh, by 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 your your conviction either or. You can choose not to obey the law. That might be your conviction, but the penalty of it will come at you. The sorry, no, no, no. I'm good. The, I'm good. I'm, the, I'm, I'm, I'm each done. of
1: those. Each of those are drawn when you look at them objectively, can be drawn with very specific standards. Bingo. Just like a constitution. And the problem is, if in your heart as a society and a culture, you've done away with the standards of what it means for liberty, law, and love, now all of a sudden you don't define your constitution anymore because your constitution, Bingo. you just wanted to say what you needed to say. 100%. So if it says something you don't agree with, then all of a sudden, well, my emotion is, so now we've got to change this so it <laughs> reflects my emotion. Yeah, man. You will run off a cliff, and that's exactly what happened to the Weimar Republic. Now, I understand the outside economic forces were happening, but they had no strength in them to, to say, defend against To say it, no or yes. To say no or yes, yeah. to, to persevere through it. When you lose to desire, you have no perseverance left. Bingo. And then you're at the whims of anything that comes in because you, you build in fear. If you're built, <laughs> if you're built wow. on the desire of give me what I want, loss of that builds in the feeling and emotion of fear. So now all of a sudden, to hold on to what you want, you give in to the fear. So then if somebody comes and says, I'll give you back what you want, I'll protect you, I'll give you all this,
0: I'll provide you stability, then you give in. So in other words, in Hebrews it says, we make our bodies a living sacrifice. If we don't follow that and we fall into lust, we make our bodies self-preservating. We forget sacrifice and become... That's why a lot of pastors won't stand against sin because... They're self-preservating. And dude, that won't get you nowhere. You can try it, guys. Listen, this is why we're doing learn from history. Learn from history. anybody who straddled the fence were the first ones killed. They were the first ones done away. I know that sounds terrible. I know that sounds harsh, and they'll probably get censored me because I said the word K, but like they were the first ones gone because you're no good to anybody. You're no good to the to, to their agenda. Pickings. Yeah, you're no good to their agenda. You're no good to the forces of evil because you straddle fence. all that stuff. And guess who wins in the end? Satan. Because not one of these times did you read where the church stepped in and said, "Man, we're going to do something about this." It took a Dietrich Bonhoeffer to stand against it and, and get he hung for it. Stood alone. He stood alone. And 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 there you go. Who's going to be the one to stand? And it's where Pastor Todd and I were talking about this yesterday, real fast. He said we've we, we've 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 done this in our church now where to be less punch-in-the-face kind of offensive, we say, well, those two are living together. That's why we shouldn't marry them. No, no, they're, they're fornicating. Just, dude, quit trying to nerf ball this. You're in fornication. You're not living together. Don't tell me you ain't doing it. Come on, man. Get it real. And what happens is since we don't use the force of what words are because God spoke all things into existence by his word, Right? If we demean what he even says about sin, the Old Testament's harsh, bro. Yeah, it is. Rebellion, uh, whoreism. It's like you, you, they they've made a whore and a mockery of me. It was like, oh, my God. You know, he was very bold. Why? Because he wanted them to know the severity of what they were doing. And if we don't do that, if we don't allow the law of God to pierce and penetrate our hearts and show us what our sin is so that Christ can redeem us, then we're going to lose this thing because we're telling the world it's okay. It's okay if you do it over there as long as it doesn't come in my church. The problem is if it's not in your church and you're not going out of the walls, it's going to come to your church eventually. <clears throat> it has to by osmosis.
1: If you're not on the offensive, you'll be on the defu- Oh, my gosh. And defensive. the gates of hell can't prevail. We're called to go into those gates and win. Can you explain that for a second? Because I think people think the gates are going to be coming at you.
0: No. The gates are defensive. Thank you. They're defensive. So therefore, the Bible says the gates of hell shall not prevail. You know what that means? I can go run in there and bust those gates open because hell, my, my, my children don't belong to hell. This, this is craziness that we would leave our kids to chance. I mean, we're going to send them to a youth group. We're going to do all these things, but we won't teach them at home because they need to make their own decisions. And don't tell me you don't think that way. Do you know how I know we think that way? Because I used to think like that. They're gonna get it eventually. They're gonna learn like that. What's stupid? Who's gonna raise my kids if I don't? Who are they watching every day? Me and their mom, right? So, whatever we do, they're gonna emulate. Mm-hmm. And if I'm not teaching them to have courage and conviction and faith, and I know they're bored right now, if I'm not teaching them to have courage, conviction, and faith, when they go see Daddy preach, or when they go see me disciple somebody, and they're always saying, Dad, you're helping another guy. Yes, I am. Why? Because that's what we're called to do. We're called to sacrifice ourselves for everybody else. We're called to stand on the altar for them. Because what are we leaving them eventually in the end anyway? The reason we do what we do is to leave them an inheritance. I've been preaching that for years, and so have you. We're doing this for them. We're doing it for your kids. Mm-hmm. We were with Mike last night. We were having food at their house. Wonderful food, by the way. And I'm looking at their three babies. And I'm seeing Melissa take care of the home and do what she does because that's what she wanted to do. Her choice was I'm going to be a homemaker, very successful nurse and, 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 and all that stuff. Yep. She's like, you know what? I want to stay home. And, dude, I'm watching your boys, and I'm thinking that's exactly why we're doing this. Yep. We're doing this. And I was looking at them all. I was like. All my of our God.
1: boys playing, and hanging <clears throat> all out. six
0: of them are doing what they're. Except my oldest boy's over there on his phone. Oh, Dad, you know who the latest NFL pick is? Oh, fine. They do you? <laughs> but the boy knows the Bible better than most. And I'm looking at it, going, "Okay, we have one shot at to make this thing work. What? Right now, me. Mm-hmm. If this thing goes and succeeds, and we make a dent, a crack in the dam, if you will, they're going to pick up the fight too." so we have a shot I have a shot to go preach the gospel I have a shot to go and preach the truth I have a shot and dude you're you're gonna have all of them come against you man last year at some of these conventions I had these liberals follow us and I don't care dude come at me man I don't have all the answers and you might stump me once or twice fine stump me I don't care I'm not the one who claims to know everything he does thank you Jesus I don't want to know everything and all knowledge does is puff you up anyways I'm not there to win an argument with them I'm there to win the soul And when they realize their sin is before God, David said it, the prodigal son said it, against you and you alone, Lord, I've sinned. They need to realize that. Then all their arguments get demolished. Because when they realize that they've sinned against the holy God, then the holy God will put his holy spirit in them when they're saved. And then guess what? He starts to challenge what they believe. It isn't line with me. That's the gospel. We need to go preach the gospel. You want to stand against this crap? Preach the gospel. And how many of us watching have ever gone out and preached the gospel? How many? Let's get real. How many of us are willing to go out there and preach the gospel? I'm talking about the full-on, not I invited them to church. I bought them food today. I was nice to them. Great. Good job. I'm saying, did they get converted? Are they there? Are they there like, hey, they're, they're mad at me right now, but guess what? They called me yesterday. I mean, I've seen that so many times. People get upset with me, and then they'll call me and be like, man, I get it. My duty is to bring them the truth of God not not to not to just be their friend what good is being their friend they die and they go to hell what was what what did i do to to affect their life nothing but they better know your christ the one who died for them the one who loves them that's how you're going to save the nation is the nation worth fighting for you darn right it is absolutely it's worth fighting for this nation is worth it why because souls are at stake it's worth the fight we're not nationalists i don't believe in that movement i really don't it's not about america it's about what God gave us and what we need to do to be stewards. A matter of fact, I wrote that in my journal on Wednesday. when you were talking about that story about the the shrewd business owner. Oh, yeah, yeah. Or the shrewd accountant. And I was writing in there. This has everything to do with stewardship. What yeah. you've been given, how well did you steward it and how well and beneficial was it for you that you stewarded? Which it's so interesting
1: that both of us came to that it's crazy. On, the, on that independently. Yeah. So it, just a quick... We're and then we'll so kindred. This. We're kindred spirits. <laughs> so he was saying how... We were talking last <laughs> night, and he was saying how he was reading the story of the shrewd manager, who the manager is about to get fired uh, because he's not handling the finances of his, his lord well. <laughs> and so he calls debtors in who owe his lord, says, look, let's scratch out the 800, let's put 500 quick. He's building favor because he knows I'm too old to dig ditches. I can't do anything else. I'm not good. I've got a curry favor. And Christians look at it like, uh, I don't know. Jesus is like, that's that's immoral. And Jesus is promoting this. What's going on? And you and I had a conversation because I was thinking about it yesterday in the car, which I seem to do a lot of thinking in the car, I guess, because I'm always saying Well, that. <laughs> Buicks are holy. They are. Man, I love that Buick. Anyways, I was thinking about this is about strategy. This is about organization. This is about planning. This is about using your resources and your thought process and pre planning of how can I use this to the best of my ability and grow it for something, right? Because I think what happens is we get in the spiritualist movement, we're like, it's, it's all the spirit. And then we look at anything structured, organized, or planned, and we go, well, that's not of God. Why did God give those people gifts? Why did he give them the gifts of organization and structure and planning? That's not of the flesh. Now, people can use it in the flesh, but there's an apostle, gifts of administration, that's not planning or organization? No. And so what I came to is like, no, Christ is talking about like, look, there is value to planning and organization and strategy and using the things you need or you have to grow the kingdom. And then you look at the parable of the talents. You were saying you came to the same conclusion
0: in your journal. About same that. same darn conclusion. I think too we bury our talent and it, there's a revelation we'll preach on it one day. I think yeah. I got to really stew on it. But you're actually losing value with that talent you bury. Cuz inflation hits everybody. So you burying it actually makes it lose its value. It's not just that you buried it and didn't do anything with it. It actually lost its savor. It lost its salt.
1: And think about and what scripture Christ, says that Christ says to him <laughs> you could have at least put it in the bank and it would have gained interest. That's how you know.
0: That's talking about loss of value. That's exactly it. You could have at least plugged in your church and helped people. (laughs) Dude, this is great. Anyways, we love you guys so much. Self-evident ministry. Uh, Again, subscribe. 98% of you that watch us aren't subscribed, so please subscribe to the channel. Share it with your friends. Even if you hate us, subscribe to us and throw darts at us. I don't care. (laughs) Subscribe. And we love your comments. I mean, what's funny is we're not trying to be mean. We, we love the comments. sometimes he's a little per- I'm kidding no okay, I'm kidding, no, no we really we both comment. sometimes my wife does so we don't know and sometimes on Instagram my, my wife mostly does it yep. I think. Uh, but we're doing our best to make sure that you guys are being fed, being fed well and we' we're, we're, we're teaching you to learn from history and a biblical perspective. Also, if you have not signed up for our newsletters, do that right now at the truth.com. We also have the text to give option. what was that again? On the ball, man. Come on, Nate. Hello? Hello? Can you hear me? Yep. Uh,
1: the text to give option, you text give to 772-242-0299. 772-242-0299.
0: That's the word give. Awesome. So text it to that, guys. God bless you. We love you. We will see you on Monday. Thanks for tuning in. All right. I love you guys. Subscribe. Subscribe.